We love it. Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay, everyone. Oh, everyone. Yay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Okay, so it's just patterns, everything. Everything is just patterns, like everything you say, all the thoughts that occur to you, all of the emotions that pop up. So the way you're controlled by the ego is by believing that these things are meaningful, like a pattern or feeling or something like that, like it's meaningful. Okay, the patterns are here. It's like they're naturally patterned to keep on going around and around in circles, going nowhere going nowhere, but bringing you opportunities for learning how to see through this, right? Everything that this presents to you is a lie. It starts with the sense of separation. You think you see through your eyes. You think someone's out there. You think someone's uh, a distance from you, Uh, or maybe they're really close to you and you don't want them to go away from you. (laughs) That's a, that's a deception, you know, uh, the, the sense of hearing, it seems like the sound is coming from outside of you, right? But if you really pay attention, you'll see that there isn't an outside of you. There's just a perception. It's a sense. It's a sense that something's there. Nothing's there. Nothing does anything to you. Uh, so, you know, I've been saying for years about how um, nothing works as far as like your remedies don't work, your drugs don't work, your food choices don't work to get you anything that you want. None of this stuff works, okay? It doesn't actually have an effect. It has an imaginary effect that you're projecting, okay? So this can be very helpful for you. This information can be very helpful for you if you're willing to apply it in the moment. It's not saying that you shouldn't try to use something for healing yourself. Like say you are probiotic. Let's say it's probiotics just to pull one out. Okay. Uh, the sense that I need these probiotics so I will digest my food better. That's one such opportunity. It's not saying don't take the probiotics. It's not saying do take the probiotics. It's saying I don't have a choice in whether I seem to take these probiotics. Remember you seem to take them. You're dreaming. You don't have a choice in whether you seem to take the probiotics. You have a choice in what meaning you make of it. So if you will admit to yourself that you're pulling the wool over your eyes when you pursue a thought, oh yeah, good, okay, I'm good, I'm in my digestion is protected now, I took the probiotic. All you have to do is watch and be aware. You're gonna be aware if you're watching, honestly, and not reacting to your stupid, fucking, meaningless ass feelings. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was your wisdom bit. Was it? Stupid yeah. ass, meaningless feelings? Yeah, about feelings. Yeah. Your feelings they're are, meaningless. are meaningless. I love that. <laughs> it gives you so much freedom. They can come and go. The feeling can pass. It is, it is passing. It's just passing. It's not here to stay. The ego will make it as if the the feeling is here to stay. You know, people get on highs and they think that that high is here to stay. 
Oh, I'm here to stop. Now I know. Now I see uh, how I don't, I can stay out of the dumps. The thing is, it's coming back. It's coming back around. It goes back and forth. That's all it does. So when you learn to see it properly, um, you can see that these are just patterns playing. So you get on an emotional high. And when you get on an emotional high, all that is, is you're putting some kind of meaning into something in the world that you think is your salvation right now. That's an emotional high. The opposite is coming. I mean, that's reasonable. The opposite is coming. So it's like, can you enjoy that perception without making it real? Because then you're just going to be enjoying the perception instead of gripping to the perception and projecting its opposite. See? You just enjoy the perception. It's passing. This too shall pass. Again and again, it's a passing perception. Perceptions are always going between opposites. You know, the more you can enjoy your highs for what they really are, the more you can enjoy their lows, the lows for what they really are. You know, it's not like uh, it, the, the sense that you get is low. It, there is no low in the world. I mean, objectively, you could say, okay, um, if you get your arm cut off, that's like fucked up. That's a low. Objectively, you could say that. And, you know, that's fine. And I see the cringe. I notice the cringe. And I know that the, I know what the cringe is about. You know, that has to do with, oh, God, not that. Okay? And so we're always projecting for, oh, God, not that. And the thing is, that's, that's, the that's the resistance to stuff. It makes us afraid. It makes us afraid of something. So if you can notice when you get the cringe reaction, just kind of like take a breath and relax. It's good. It's not like I don't want cringe reaction. It's not like something like that. You know, one of my big cringe reactions where I got a huge, huge healing, um, I was cleaning my son's ass. He used to just like take a poo outside um, and because he didn't like to wear diaper or any clothes. So he'd say, I need my ass cleaned or something like that whenever he'd take a shit outside. So I was look at her. <laughs> Good hand. So, so uh, he calls me out to clean his ass and I have my mind completely on something else. So, you know, I'm not present for it. And I, and I out just comes, oh, this is disgusting. And he turns around and he goes, you're disgusting. And I was like, all right. <laughs> He's got a point there. I'm the one who said it. So, <laughs> you know, so just seeing like, you know, getting the cringe, it's like not, uh, it doesn't mean that the thing itself is really cringeworthy. It's not really like that. It's like you, you notice it doesn't mean you have to, like if it's a, if it's a, it's a particular thing, the urine just came to mind drinking urine we're both are like no we don't want any of that um the thing is and, and the difference is with something like that in that you're not thinking of being forced to drink urine <laughs> like like you get the perception that you oh fuck you lost your arm you're like that seems like an accident but like with the urine it's like you're not thinking of someone's like forcing some fucking urine on you you would be like consciously making that choice and it's like uh, and, 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 you know, when I say consciously making that choice, it's like consciousness is making that choice for you. Anytime you hear anyone say you're consciously making that choice, that's what it is. 
Consciousness is making the choice for you and you're just aware of it. See? So when consciousness is making that choice for you, you're noticing the feeling of it. When you're releasing your tension, consciousness is just naturally manifesting exactly what it is that resonates with that. Brings you greater, um, brings you greater learnings and opportunities through your experiences. And your expression becomes more and more authentic in that because you're not afraid. See, normally what we choose is uh, is fear in these situations. Like when we're when we're sensing that uh, it's our uh, it's our our purpose or our inspiration to go in a certain direction, and then we get these stops to it. You know, we get these stops to it. Oh, no, you can't do that because you're afraid. Most people don't realize it. They can't do what they want to do because they're afraid. Look, all of your choices, all of your apparent choices are made under the guidance of love or fear. So when you're talking about a conscious choice, you make the conscious choice for love and then the natural expression just comes out of you your authentic expression, like what you're meant to share with the world at that moment, however you want to look at it, what you're meant to express. And you always know when you're, uh, when you're expressing as you're meant to express, because it's like you're charged with inspiration. You're on, you're on fire about it. When you could just be like authentically who you are and express exactly what it is, that's coming to you to be expressed. See, you are meant to, and you will see through this world. As long as you're pushing your lessons away, and that all comes from being in fear, they keep on coming back until you can have that authentic expression with them. So all the things keep on coming back until you can have an exp- that authentic expression within those things. So I'll give you an example. When I was uh, maybe in my early 20s, yeah, real early 20s, like 21 probably, I used to go sing karaoke. Okay, I, I love to go sing karaoke. Well, I could do it good if I wanted, you know. And I could just go up there and put whatever kind of show resonated to me. Whatever kind of show would resonate, right? And so sometimes I just go up there and I just go like, just play a role really hard, you know. Like I play like I'm actually Madonna singing like a virgin, writhing on the floor, Right? And, and I'd notice a reaction, right? I'd notice a reaction where some people would be like really hateful about that. Like, oh, it's dumb. Oh, that's so dumb. And, uh, and, uh, and, and it was so funny because there was these two women in particular that were in the bar, like really hating on it, like really hating Hope Weiler at that time. And, and, uh, I don't know. I just went up to the bar. I noticed what they're drinking. I went up to the bar. I grabbed two beers that were their beers that they're drinking. And they're standing like side by side somewhere. This is after they're heckling me. And they're standing side by side. I walked right up in between them. I put two arms around them like this with two beers. And I was like, hey, girls, 
thought you could use some new beers. And they're like instantly happy. <laughs> I'm like, I noticed you didn't, you didn't like my show too much. Sorry about that. You know, I'm not like practice at it or anything. But I just like to go up there and embarrass myself. It feels good. I like to just go up there and embarrass myself. I just like to like get all red and get all the rushes, you know. Uh, it, 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 there's something about that. So I kept on being drawn to and, and always am drawn to some kind of experience. It's kind of like on the edge of like, uh, you know, hey, were you fucking crazy or something like that? So this past week I made a post um, on Facebook and it was like on a heart background. It was all hearts and it just said, nigger, 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 nigger. <laughs> And it was so fun. It was so fun. The first comment I get from that, well, first of all, I'm like, whoa. Because I was like, I found myself like, the idea comes. And I'm like, ooh, that's exciting. And then there's a sense like, oh, my God, you better not do that. Lots of people are going to get pissed about that. You better not be just saying nigger on the Facebook where people are all triggery, trigger happy. Um Anyways, it was like, you're doing it. Apparently, I am. Okay, we're doing that. Okay, so, so funny. <laughs> Very first comment I get is, um, first of all, it's a dude who's like darker-skinned dude. Very first comment, he goes, I'm so offended, I think I need a lobotomy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the next guy comments, and he goes, I know you're something, something, like putting me down or something, putting Hope Johnson down. Uh, but why did you say that? And I said, oh, I'm trying to find out who my niggers are. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like playing with the whole thing. I'm having a really fun time. And then Facebook bans it. It gets shut down. Wow. Yeah. Within minutes. Yeah, within minutes. It wasn't up long at all. It was really getting some action, though. It was super fun. It was like, it was so, it was so good. It was like, it was just bringing all this clarity to the situation. This is a joke, you guys. It does not matter. This stuff does not matter. Okay. All the words mean the same thing. They mean nothing. Mm. (laughs) All the words are meaningless. Mm. It's all how we use them. And you know what's funny from that experiment, experience, experiment, they all are. Um, What's interesting is, all I said was that on Mod Hearts and didn't put anyone down, but it got shut down. And before it got shut down, someone took a screenshot of it and put it on my page and tagged some other people to come on and bash me. <laughs> so that's what's interesting about it because it's as if I'm saying, this is how the ego works. I'm saying something really offensive. So therefore, you're justified in saying offensive things, you see? So there's actually this going forward to actually intend to harm a person with projections, see? So it's a sense that, okay, since you are saying something offensive, then I am justified in saying something offensive back. And I, I gotta say, it was just such a, a lovely, the whole thing was so lovely, I couldn't comment delete friends or post at all so anyone can just say anything they want to right on my wall for i wasn't al- uh, allowed to go on there for 24 hours oh you were like i was banned. really banned oh, yeah so nigger, banned nigger. you can't even yeah just for that uh, saying the word surrounded in hearts 
surrounded in a heart background. Isn't that great? But what gets to remain is the screenshot and all the attacks. Isn't that wonderful? I love how seeing how it works. I love seeing how it works. I'm always there to learn. So it's like if anyone, uh, you know, and, you know, people were acting super pissed at me. I don't think they're pissed at me. That's not possible. Um, you know, acting really mad and triggered and stuff like that. I know it's not about me. Um, and, you know, I, I learn from all of it. I always learn from these things. You know, it always like, it's, it's always like mirrors yourself because like we feel each other. So it's like I could feel you if you're triggered. You know, and I love to hold that space for you, too, because I'm not faulting you for your trigger. I'm just not buying into it. I'm invulnerable to that. I'm invulnerable to the shame thing. I'm just not buying into that thing, you know. And so I'm happy to um, hold that space. So once I was allowed to come back on there, I didn't delete anything. You know, I unfriended some people on Facebook because obviously they get offended by things that Hope Johnson thinks. <laughs> so I'm not trying to like tempt the ego, keep on putting it in their face. I don't need to teach them anything. We all got our, what we needed. And uh, yeah, I just, I hold the space open for everyone to accept the release that they are entitled to. For everyone to be able to be in joy with everything. How vulnerable are you if a word is going to justify you being angry and attacking yourself? How freaking vulnerable does that make you? You know, it's like Osho said, I think it was Osho. I don't know. They all seem to blend together for me now. Uh, people are walking around with a big gaping wound. You know how people call it buttons. It's the same kind of thing. It's like you, it's so easy to press that wound. You could not even mean to be pressing any wound, but it's so easy to be pressing on that wound. You know, people see something occur and just get triggered and think it's real. That's why I say that is a meaningless ass feeling, every single one of them. And you know, when I noticed that, I got, I got the biggest transformation of my life. That was the moment when I noticed when I was in Vipassana back in 2014, when there's this little sad girl, like, mommy, how could you do this to me? And feeling that and noticing it's the ego. That is the ego. It presents you as this sad little, poor little thing. That's the ego. It's like right now when you're uh, under attack of, from the ego, you need relief. Right now you need relief. That thing that's masquerading as an ego, that thing is meaningless. It doesn't need anything. It doesn't really need anything. You could have said trigger, 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 and then the last word, nigger. <laughs> right? I said... I, oh, I came back on there today. I was inspired to say something, you know, to all the people that were kind enough to comment. <laughs> and let them know there's no coincidence that word rhymes with trigger. It's not a coincidence. That word rhymes with trigger for a reason. People fucking know what they're doing. Dividing people. Okay? It's very divisive. Divisive. Is that the word? 
Um, the thing is, we don't need to try to avoid saying it. We need to see that it's meaningless. Trying to avoid saying it is also resistance. Resistance will bring more of it around. Guess what happens when you tell a kid, don't say this word or you're in trouble. I'm that kid. I'm that kid. If you tell me not to say a word, I'm going to fucking say it. That's how it is. Because you know what? No words mean anything. And I'm not going to pretend like we, ha we have this kind of, uh, we, have, we have this kind of oppression that's not our own choice. This is just an oppression. It's saying, it's saying, look, if you do this, then you're in trouble. It's the same way we act with our kids in conventional parenting. If you do this, then you're in trouble. Look how that doesn't work all the time. <laughs> it's not working now either. And you know, it really, it's the same as saying, if you do murder, you're in trouble. It's really the same as saying, I'm not saying we don't need like laws and stuff like that. If we seem to have them, we need them. That's all. If we seem to have it, we need it. If we seem to have people saying don't murder, we need it because there's some people that need to hear that because they think if they don't hear it, they think it's good to murder. But the thing is, we don't have a choice in it. And we learn from perceiving and going through these cycles over and over again that we don't have a choice in it. So then we don't have to try to resist being a murderer, right? At a point, people will all understand that. You don't have to resist being a murderer. You just have to relax. You cannot help it if you're made to murder even. We're all playing roles here. And our roles, we don't choose them. They play out through us. So it's like this kind of radical forgiveness is what's going to change everything. This is what's going to change the way we react to each other. React to our seemingly, our seeming circumstances. Okay. When we're not reacting to each other in fear, when we can hear anything, hope you're a stupid fucking cunt. I heard that today. Yes, I get that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's fun. I love it. Uh, and it's just like, thank you. And when you can have that, when you can have that kind of reaction and it's not a problem for you, that's when you're really seeing through the illusions and helping all of your brothers and sisters see through the illusion because you're not taking it personally. You're not taking it as if it's a threat upon you personally. You know, if someone can call me anything, anything, I always laugh. They call me good and I laugh. Call me a goddess, I really laugh. <laughs> That's one of the best ones. Goddess, a goddess. I'm like, I think they're talking to me. Okay, I'll answer that. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I love it. I think it's sweet. I think all the, all the thing. I mean, it's the same thing to me if you call me abroad or uh, whatever. Some of my friends just make fun of me because they know they can and I won't. You know, Hope, you're completely full of shit. And I'm like, you're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I keep on telling you guys, nothing I say is actually true. But everything I say is pointing to the truth. And I know the reason I keep on coming back is that I know that you guys are going to be successful. Okay. And, and I know, I know it because I've seen it before and I know how it works. If you look in the direction I'm pointing you're going to see for yourself. I just had a friend tell me today, 
she saw for herself after four years, which really isn't that long in the, in the scheme of things, four years feeling what I'm sharing and going, okay, I believe you, Hope. I'm looking in that direction. I'm looking in that direction. She kept on doing it. Today, she told me she had the breakthrough she had needed for all this time. And she just got the sense, wow, this isn't real. In the midst of going on a roller coaster, up or down, up or down with the emotions, not a real roller coaster in the world, but like a um, roller coaster with emotions, you know, and in seeing how they're going back and forth like that and how they're just playing out and not getting attached to any of the details. See? Not getting attached to these details. It's like as if our salvation is something in the world. Okay? And that's really what it is. Whenever we put our faith in something in the world, it betrays us. That's how it is. You know, people hear me talk about uh, vaccines and them being poisonous and stuff like that, and they automatically think that I trust in nature. And I'm saying, fuck no, I don't trust in nature. Are you kidding me? That's the biggest killer of anything. 100% success. <laughs> nature kills all of its, what are they, children? <laughs> No, I don't trust that fucker. I trust the doctor before I trust that one. <laughs> They're not 100% successful at killing folk. <laughs> Nature kills everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it seems to get you a little bit better, and then you get a little bit worse, then you get a little bit better. It's all nature. <laughs> No, that's not the case. I'm not putting myself in some, uh, my, my trust and faith in some otherworldly thing besides a vaccine. I'm saying no worldly thing is your salvation. And, you know, I see people struggling all the time because, and I know they're struggling when they know they're, they don't think they're struggling. They don't even know they're struggling yet because I see the upside. I know what's coming. I see the upside. Oh, oh well, I have, uh, this really healthy body because I do this, 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 and this. The opposite is coming. Okay, so I know that's suffering already. And I, I, I will tell a person that if I'm led to. I can tell the, what the guidance is. It's inspiration. If there's a block there, it doesn't have to. Sometimes there seems to be a block and I'm meant to say something and the person is pissed and I know there wasn't a block because that they just needed someone that would... Ex that would be willing to express like that, to break it to them in that way. <laughs> and it just happened to be this one because this one's just willing to express in whatever way she's called. And, you know, be it's, it's due to reason, though. It's due to reason, like what's reasonable. To me, it's just reasonable to express in whatever way I'm called. If that embarrasses me, if it ruins my reputation. Wasn't I just saying that last week? Something about ruin your reputation. Ruin your reputation. It's always talking to myself. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah, well, Castaneda says that the biggest detriment to enlightenment is self-importance. 
So anything you can do to cut down your ego is yeah. actually good for you. Exactly. That's why I've always loved to be love to get embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I love to I love to get that rush. It just you know I didn't realize it at the time, but that's actually resolving ego. It's just resolving the ego right there. That's why I liked it so much. It felt like a spiritual experience. I go like I go to school in the weirdest clothes, over and over again. I just go to the, go to. I went to Target and I bought the brightest pantyhose I could buy. They mm -hmm. were not in style. And then I just like do something crazy with my hair and do some stuff. People would make fun of me all the time, and I just keep on doing the same shit. Apparently, you know why? Because I'm just that's the expression. I felt inspired. I felt inspired for that expression when I was just a, a young girl, uh, maybe like 13 or something like that, 12 or 13. This bigger girl came up to me. You know, I'm kind of a small chick all the time. This bigger chick came up to me, like taller and bigger and everything. And I remember the look on her face this day. She has that is such an innocent look to me. And she she thought she really hated me. And she just said she said, I hate you so much, I'm gonna punch those buck teeth right down your throat. And I just looked at her and I was just like probably looked at her really curiously because I was thinking you got worse buck teeth than I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I didn't want to say that. I wasn't like gonna say that, but I, but I, but I thought it, and I was probably just looking at her, at her kind of quizzically, and I didn't have anything to say to that. And she just calmed down and didn't say anything like that to me again. It was really interesting. So you know, there's something interesting to me about that. Like you know, just like this murderous rage I've had, like. Um, what seemed to be probably murderous rage directed at me, um, both uh, right on my page and also in um, social media comment, which I love. <laughs> Death threats? Um, I don't know because I didn't read all the comments, but I could tell the vibe mm. was like a murderous rage kind of vibe, which I love. You know, it's, it's perfect for me because I can hold the space for it. It's like, ah, thank you. Thank you. You know, just in uh, uh, non-victimized, non non-victimized, right? So whatever anyone says to me um, in a murderous rage, I just feel that with them. It's fine with me. I want to, I mean, that's why I'm imagining I'm in a body so I can get that, get all the feelings, get all that sense, you know, if, if I need to um, experience someone projecting their murderous rage on me, I'm happy to take that. I'm really happy. So my son, my daughter got calls from people. <laughs> my daughter got calls from people. Um, well, at least one person. And pretty much, is your mom a racist? And she's like, what? You know my mom. Is that a real question? Because <laughs> right, in the nigger post? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a, even a real question? You know her. And and so, okay, like, uh, I, I guess just told him a couple things about whatever. And then, and then, uh, and then my son was like, 
oh, wow, I'm so embarrassed. My, my 21-year-old, he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, mom, that's crazy. Oh, my God. I go, that's what you were taught to think. That's why you think that. There is nothing, nothing crazy about that. What's crazy is having a reaction to it and thinking it's because of that. That's what's crazy. There's not anything. That's nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. So I told my son. He's like, oh, gosh. He's like, well, you're always happy, so I guess everyone's probably just going to like you anyways. And I was like, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not attached to it either. <laughs> and, he's like, and, and, then, um, and, then, and then today, I guess the whole thing is this uh, Joe Rogan. You guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I love these current event type things. And there's no right or wrong to whether you're interested in them or not. They're all for awakening. Just use them all for what they're for. That's it, in case you had a question about that. Um, so there's this guy, Joe, Joe Rogan. He has a really popular podcast. And he has been getting people on there who are talking about um, how this pandemic is fake. And he's been having doctors on, on there talking about how um, none of this stuff is true and, and giving evidence and stuff like that. He is huge on Spotify, bigger than big, bigger than all the news channels put together. Okay. Um, so he's getting all this play. So he starts getting attacked because he's like, uh, he's totally blowing up the narrative right now and he's getting all this viewership. So he starts getting attacked. So one thing someone does in part of the attack, now this guy's been around like at least 20 years. I remember him from uh, 30 years. I remember him from when I was in my 20s. Um, he's been around, he's been doing this thing for a, a very long time. Aloha. Hey, Someone whenever you come is so perfect. I'm so, I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you. We'll get what we're meant to. You yeah. all, yes, you will. Thank <laughs> you for joining. You're both lovely. Thank we you so love much. your earrings. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. So cute. Oh, thank you. So, um, I was taught, you guys know who Joe Rogan is then? Yeah. I don't have to t explain anything no. to you. Okay, cool. So, so then the next thing is someone compiles a whole thing of where he said nigger a bunch of times throughout his career. 20 years worth or more, 30 years worth, I said. Because I remember him when I was in my early 20s. Right. So he's been going for a while. So it's this huge, long thing where he's just saying nigger all day long. <laughs> and and so and then the next thing you know, he comes back and he's apologizing for it. Which I'm, I'm like, oh, you apologize for it. Uh, he comes back out and apologizes for it. So this thing, uh, so there, there's this press conference and they're lining up all the fighters for MMA. He's an MMA an announcer, dude. He's totally in that thing, right? They're lining up all these fighters for MMA and they ask one of the guys, I don't know their names, he's a white guy, the press people, they're going, hey, what about Joe Rogan and uh, racial slurs and stuff like that? That guy just gets up and walks away. He doesn't even want to get interested. Other guy, I heard he's the top MMA fighter. He happens to be a dude that looks dark. And you might, he called himself black, which, you know, he's pretty dark. <laughs> he's not all the way black. No one is, but he's a dark dude, definitely. He's like, I'll take that. I'm black. <laughs> he takes it. And he talks about how awesome Joe Rogan is. And he says that, and he says that that's all a bunch of nonsense and yeah. that Joe Rogan is my nigger. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So my son heard that and he got so much relief. Because what I was saying earlier is that, you know, I had a post a couple days ago. I got banned on Facebook really fast. It was like 10 minutes. All I said was, you know, I had the heart background. And I said, nigger, 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 nigger on it. 
uh-huh. right? And, and then it, it was gone within 10 minutes, but it was really beautiful for those first 10 minutes while we were having a lot of fun with it and basically demonstrating to our mind that it doesn't mean a fucking thing. Yeah. But for some people, it really meant something. They wanted to make it mean something. That's why that's a choice. It's not like it meant something because they have been uh, forced to make it mean something. Uh, in that moment, they got the programmed reaction, which is anger, and they didn't recognize it. They got a programmed reaction, so they went wild. They went wild with it. Um, so, so yeah, and, and, and so my son was... You guys missed that part, so I'll repeat it. My 20-year-old son, when he found out I did that, he was mortified. He was, like, so embarrassed, you know, like, because he was like, no, it's never. He And part of the reason, I'm sure, I don't have a choice in it, but part of the reason I'm sure that I was called and inspired to make that post is my son's been telling me for some months that me and my husband, that his dad, are totally not racist, but no one ever better hear us use the word nigger. Because mm. <laughs> that just proves you're, rape, you're racist if you right. say it. Yeah. So that's like, like the silliness of yeah, that. You're right. The absolute silliness. So right. yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can feel it because it's not freedom. Yeah. It's the opposite of freedom. If I'm if I'm so vulnerable yeah. that I'll hear a word and I'll react in anger and then I'll go ruin my life. Basically, you're ruining your life when you're attacking yourself like that yes. with an upset feeling. Yeah, you're right. You're ruining all your relationships. Mm-hmm. You're in suffering. That's hard. So, you know, when people are, are expressing murderous rage toward me, like I'm just know that it's meaningless. Yeah. I just feel it. I just feel that energy. So, you know, it's like, I'm not afraid. So I'm the one that's going to be used for stuff like this. It's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. I'm that broad. I'm the one with balls, yeah. apparently. <laughs> right? Because uh, it's funny because I was just saying, I don't know if you guys also listen to Wisdom Dialogues before or anything, but just last week I was saying probably in two Wisdom Dialogues in, the, in a row, ruin your reputation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and, and it's like, that is, that's the biggest, yeah. that, that's a, the biggest teaching yeah. you, you know, one of the, one of the women, uh, went to one of my friends posts cause people post that stuff that I say and put, uh, you know, Hope Johnson at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I went to one of my friends posts and said how I was an uh, ignorant, uh, 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 racist. And my, my friend goes, um, that, she laughed really hard. She's like, that just made me laugh out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, and then the person wrote all this other stuff, and my friend's just like, hey, you know, oh, I'm an in- ignorant racist that doesn't stay in her lane. <laughs> I love that one. That was the best. That was the biggest projection. You're right. Of I'm the yeah. biggest freaking, I'm all over the road. I'm all over the map. I do Wait, not what stay is in her my lane, lane supposed to be, and is that based on the color of her skin? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hello, pot, <laughs> kettle. Stay in your white lane. Yeah. yeah. I got a, I got a white... A I, You're not allowed to talk about this. You're not dark enough. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I got a white privileged uh, lane that I'm supposed to be in. Here's, here's the thing, you guys, and this is a total, this is a total thing. We are taught to be victimized for some yes. fucking reason. Yeah. Everybody. It doesn't is. matter. There's all this, this jealousy. Kindergarten. Yeah. In the school, oh this, uh, kids kids have no uh, s- uh, distinction between race or right. okay. Gender. So right now, right now, watch this. Mm-hmm. Okay, watch this. Mm-hmm. When you start talking about it, mm-hmm. you're reacting. Uh, that's that's all. Reaction. 
that's a reacting. There's a there's a way of talking about it that's different. It's a different tone. Mm. It comes as a different tone. So just in watching that, noticing, look, things start happening. I notice this all the time. When you think it's real, mm. and you're th- when you think it's real, you think it's a threat. Mm. You know, when you feel threatened, no, this is all for comedy. It's play. <laughs> that's why people are threatened Nothing's because that's what they're programmed in education. Still, it's a choice. Right. Still, it's a choice every single time. It doesn't matter. See, that's the thing. Those who think they rule the world don't know. Everyone has a fucking choice here. Down to an infant. Down to an infant. There's a choice. That infant is making a choice. It's picking up on energy all the time. And it's making a choice. It's choosing between love and fear all day long. Okay? So we're choosing to go into fear. So we could be like everyone and be in this world with everyone, apparently. Oh, my gosh, you guys. I was watching the show. I am, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out right now looking at you. You know? Bob, do you see anything that I might be freaking out at looking at her? Look at, at her. her. Uh-huh. Yeah, look at her. Yeah. Do you see anything? Uh, Anne sees it. Uh, her tattoo? Yes. <laughs> My daughter, Akea, has the same tattoo on the same arm in the same spot. Really? Yeah, and I was there for her when she got it. I was giving her Reiki the whole time. And she dresses like you. And she has hair similar, only hers is in dreadlocks because she was having trouble growing it, so she dreaded it out. Isn't that so fun? I have to meet her! Yeah, she's 29. How old are you? 31. Oh my gosh, you guys are even close in age. This is so What's fun. What's your sign? What's your daughter's sign? Oh, she's an Aries. Oh, too. Yeah. I'm a Libra. <laughs> Wait, when's Aries born? Because I might have got I'm it wrong. March 21st, but it's through like April 20th. Okay, I got the wrong one. It's Gemini. Oh, I have a Gemini moon. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, so when was she born? June 15th. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're like, let me double check you because you already yeah. fucked it I up know. once. I'm like, Do you actually know what you're talking you about? Date, no. All right. Wow. Yeah. I have to add her on Facebook or something. I've got to meet her. Yeah. Her name is Akea Johnson. Okay. Wow. My, my middle name is Akea. Beautiful. Yeah. So it's like if you, if you go to me on Facebook, I'm Hope Akea Johnson. It's spelled A C H A I A. And then her name is just Akea Johnson. Okay. That's why when she was going around crashing cars and stuff like that, people would think it was me. <laughs> I'm like, nope, I'm just the mom, and she's an adult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made it. <laughs> I don't even have to entertain this. <laughs> Funny. Okay, so what's today about? Like, I, we're late, but we heard we had to come here. Like, what is Yeah, this? we had to come. I, I oh, you, you don't know what in Dialogues is. This is your first time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations for coming. Someone told us it was one of their favorite parts of their week. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah. I know that. So we're like, people. we have to come. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. her car broke down, and I was like, I, I was don't literally smoking, hazard lights on. We're like, Help! And then John shows up. He's like, "Just take my truck. I'll take this." Like, Get to wisdom dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. basically, uh, so basically, you know, I'm just basically dialoguing with myself. Okay. Rando. Okay. Totally random style. Mm. 
right? I have no idea what's going to come up. Okay. So it's just like, it, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I picked that vibe up. I love it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's awesome. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> what? Awesome. what is this? What, what is this ride? I love it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, I started talking back in 2014. Um, I was having an, a, a retreat that I called Awakening Retreat, okay. and um, and I just got, I was pretty much setting it up. I was just going to hang out with people and take them around and show them stuff, right? right. And then I got, the, I, I got the inspiration to talk to the people for an hour, mm-hmm. and I never did, like sat around and talked to people like that, like mm-hmm. setting it in a set, setting or anything like that, but I've mm-hmm. certainly had talked to people a lot right. of times. And so I told my partner on the retreat, Hey, I, let's let's do this. Let's schedule. Okay. And she's like, "What are you going to do?" I said, "I have no idea. I'm just being called to sit there with them yeah. and see what happens." So we did that, and my friend partner called it wisdom dialogues. Um, what was what was going on? And um, and then after that, I started wisdom dialogues in my retreat. People were really good. They they were really open and interested in it. That's exactly what they wanted. I had an awakening retreat. They were awakening every day more and more. They're super stoked. Um, so I go, I'm going to offer this to my community. And I offered it at Kalani free all the time. Um, and and notice that when people would come to Wisdom Dialogues there, they were not getting it. Yeah. Like I would just dismiss them. Oh. Yeah. And so eventually I just stopped. And, and then this guy, Bob, I saw him at a party one time. Yeah. And, uh, and he comes up to me and he goes, well, you're one of the most enlightened persons on the island. And I was like, how do you know about me? Like, he didn't look familiar to me or anything like that. And he's like, oh, I went to one of your classes before um, when I was cruising with Tig Monk. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a fun dude. Um, and, uh, and he asked me if I wanted to. And so we started again, just me and Bob and one other guy, Chitta. And it's been going ever since. And that was like 2016, maybe? Yeah, 16. 16, it's moved around and been in, di- been in different places and um, gone through some different things like that, but always a lot of fun. I got it. I'm recording right now. I'm on podcast, all the podcast da- channels. So cool. um, pick it up. Also, on Mondays, I go live online. That goes to YouTube. It also streams live on Facebook. Yeah, she does a cool. webinar Monday. So twice a week, four hours. Um, you know, some of my friends, like, they'll, once they, once they get a load of it and what you, what kind of awakening you can get through this, just through listening and relaxing, mm-hmm. right? Um, just realize, okay, whenever I'm doing my crafts or in my car, I'm listening to these podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. there's like pretty much every week you're getting four hours new mm-hmm. every week. So that kind of um, re- repetitiveness, especially if you're uh, inspired to it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel inspired to it and you feel, you, you know, you sense that you're awakening through listening, then that's how people do it a lot. And, you know, I just had what I just was sharing earlier about how one of my friends had this amazing breakthrough. Now, this particular friend, just give you an, an example of how a breakthrough can happen. This was big for her. She went all the way. And I say there's two phases to, to awakening. Um, there's one and two. She, but she da- basically went into phase two when this occurred for her. Okay, so there's there's like higher levels of phase one, um, but when you go into phase two, everything changes. Okay, so she switched to phase two just a couple of days ago, and man, I just celebrate that so much. Wow. So I'm going to give you guys an idea of what it's like yeah. uh, switching into phase two. 
So for her, um, she her highs and lows, you know how there's the highs and the lows. The highs always have to do with you gave something in the world meaning that seems to be your salvation. That seems to be your salvation. So a low is coming because there's nothing in the world can right. should really satisfy you, okay? So this particular friend would always be something, a partner, something that's going to give her uh, radiant health, something that's going to make her stay young forever, whatever it is. There's this high, you know, like a, like a top of the world, strong, powerful. You know, other people might even see her and go, oh, yeah, you're doing good. Good for you. I've been telling her for years. Since 2012, actually, um, was the first time I told her because she said she came up to me and she's like, oh, I'm doing so good. I got my new partner and I got this and I'm just like you because, you know, I've had a partner for a long time. We have a really sweet relationship, you know, I'm just like, you know, I got this. And I'm like, you're headed for the opposite right now. And she did not hear that. She didn't want to hear that. I noticed she didn't want to hear it. I backed right the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Keep going. Right. Yeah. So it took her years to come and recognize what I'm even sharing this right. person. You know, so years to even recognize, like, what kind of gift I might have for her, right, to share with her. Um, and, and, you know, of course, when I say something like that, she is a gift for me, too. It's not one way. It's not like I'm the fucking savior. It's like I am, but I'm not like that, okay? <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like I feel, I'm, these, over these years, feeling this attraction to her. You know, it's not like a sexual attraction or right. something. It's just like an attraction yeah. to an energy, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm sensing this attraction to her and I'm just real playful with it. I'm light with it. I'm not trying to go after her or anything. Yeah. You know, I know why I feel attraction to people because they're having an opening and we have something that's a, of maximal benefit to both of us mm-hmm. to, to play out, to be, to be in, you know, together. So I have this attraction to this woman for all these years. And then, and then one day, I guess I said something. I don't even remember that one. She shows up at Wisdom Dialogues. And then she's like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, but she didn't know she was looking for that yet. Oh. So she would just think that I'm, you know, peculiar. <laughs> I say weird stuff and I laugh maniacally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but, but, but not threatening, really, right. even though sometimes I say stuff that you go, what the fuck? <laughs> what was that? You know, yeah, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, she, she, she saw it recently when she... Uh, had an experience where she was like so uh, into this particular remedy that she's using. And this remedy is going to save her from old age, from (laughs) sickness, from everything, this particular remedy. She saw it in that moment. She knew that it's not doing anything, that she's projecting it. All of a sudden, she's been open to this. And I've been telling her over the years, too, and every time I see her doing it again, this is the high, the low is coming. You know, always it just like be really honest and break it to her. The more she let me in, the more I'd be able to break the news. I had one friend, I, I had one friend who just, um, you know, we were just talking about how all sadness is deception. It's totally the ego. It's completely deception. Okay. You're faking it. You're faking it as an ego. When you're sad, when you seem to be sad, you're not even capable of being sad. You're, but it's a show. It's a fucking show. So next thing you know, my friend that's sitting next to me starts crying about not liking the way her life is. And 
Whatever I said, I don't know what it is. I don't know what came out of my mouth. But whatever I said, I fell back as I said it. It was like such a, I was just like fell backwards. Just like there was a couch behind me. I just fell right back as it's coming out of my mouth. Just because there's a sense like, don't tell me that right now. But there's also a sense like she really wants to know. Like there's a part of her that really wants to know. It's almost like the motion remind me of like, what am I doing? Like blocking a, a bullet? Because we're like eye level with each other. And it's like, oh, <laughs> backwards. Not even knowing what I'm saying. <laughs> but my friend and then the, the one that was sitting right next to me on this side goes, said something like, whoa, this is really powerful for me right now. <laughs> and, then, and then the other friend was like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, that's exactly it. That's how, so it's, it's kind of like, that's like a setup for a breakthrough right there. That's a setup for a breakthrough. Um, I didn't see that she had a breakthrough on her own, but uh, like completely into phase two, like my other friend just went into phase two. I could feel it when you go into phase two. I know there's no going back from that. There's not, not going back from that. You saw too much now. Uh, so, so she didn't go into phase two in that moment, but this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier when I was saying there's upper levels of phase one Mm -hmm. and that's that where she's not socking me in the job. And that maybe that's why I went back because there was a sense like it was going to be one of those, you know, as that was coming out, but she actually handled it really well. Can you explain the the progression of phase one through mid phase one through higher levels of phase one, phase two, like... It's just the willingness. Okay. So, so, so here's the thing. As soon as you're a little bit willing to be in phase two, you're in phase two. Oh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. This little bit of willingness is tricky because of the way you've been trained by the ego to take everything as if it's complicated. This is just ridiculously simple, this little bit of willingness. So she's been working up to it in phase one to the willingness through the learning through listening, through uh, just being friends with me, we're friends, you know. I don't take anything that she says from an ego as if it's meaningful. It's really hard to be my friend unless you are on the path <laughs> because you can't play games like that with me. You can't tell me something and I'm just going to be like, what the fuck? Like, really? Right? I mean... I have stuff come out of my mouth and immediately like, don't believe that. You know, it's like, uh, that's just how I am. Yeah. So, and then she was drawn to me too at, after a certain point, you know, I noticed myself being drawn to her for like four years before she showed up. It's like, Hey, I want to come over to my house, love girl time and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, yay. Willingness for phase two means willingness for what? What are you opening to? What is what is phase two? Truth. You're open to the truth okay. because what you're perceiving is an illusion. So, um, you guys, I've had a lot of experience with A Course in Miracles. I don't know if you're familiar with that kind of terminology or anything like that. You know what it is? Okay. So, so basically, you're allowing, you're willing to have a miracle rather than what you made true. Okay? That's all. You're willing, she was willing to give up that thing being her salvation in the moment before she wasn't not, not willing, not one bit willing. So when people hear all it, all it is, I mean, it's a choice every single time. This happens to do with sickness, 
Uh, if you, you know, you're projecting sickness, as soon as you have no use for it, it's gone. Okay, and you're willing to see that you have, you actually, you know, the ego has a use for it. You have, don't have a use for it unless you're identifying as an ego. It's like that. So once you, you notice that what the ego has in store for you is just death, then you don't have to agree to follow any of those kinds of, of lines, right? Um, so it's it, the, the, the transformation, you can say, um, from tra phase one to tra phase two, it happens in an instant. And it's that little bit of willingness. And you know, it's a miracle. Um, according to A Course in Miracles, the way they describe or he describes, Jesus describes a miracle is that it establishes in your mind that you dream a dream and that none of its content is true. So I showed my friend today when she told me about that, I showed her, I, I said, you performed a miracle. And she's like, and, and she's like, what do you mean? And I got the sign because I have that sign in my, in my house. And it says the miracle establishes you dream a dream and none of its content is true. When you establish that in your mind, that's a miracle. And you know, uh, the, the way the Course in Miracles puts it is you're entitled to miracles all day long. The thing is when you believe in something of this world, you think you're not entitled to miracles and that's why you can't perform them. That is performing a miracle right there. She got the relief and she saw it. That's the thing that, that when you know you went into phase two, when you saw through the pattern, it's like, mm. I see it, I feel it. I could feel it when I'm just in her presence. I could sense it. And I said, you're never going back again. She goes, I hope not. And I go, no, you don't hope not. Because if you get the sense that you went back again, you're coming back out of there with so many gifts. You can't. You can't. You know, in the, in the Bible, you know, the Lord's Prayer, there's one part where it says, uh, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The first bit is, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Okay? That's because thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Before phase two, the rod and the staff do not comfort you because you make them out to be a threat. Okay? So in this phase two, everything's, everything's like, everything's beautiful. I mean, I am getting, uh, I have been getting murderous, uh, murderous projections nope. <laughs> in the past couple, couple uh, days. Uh, like, giving you death threats? Well, what I, what I mean by, by that. Not specifically like, I'm going to kill you, but the energy of it is like murderous rage. Mm. Hoping for something like that, certainly. Wow. You know, that's, the, that, that's what it looks like. Uh, but, you know, I know it's not about me, too. So I'm not, not trying to get that. You know what I mean? When I, when I get the perception of it, I know what it's for. Yeah. So I'm happy about it. Thank you. Mm. You know, uh, one of my friends, let me tell me. So cute. It, it reminded me of a baby just like on the floor, like a four-year-old. Uh, he said something like, you are such a bitch. Bye forever. And I said, I love you too. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. And it's like people can always come back, and they do. That's what's fun. Yeah. <laughs> the door's open. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't written you off for, uh, you know calling me everything that you hate about yourself yeah <laughs> i'm not that kind of broad right oh, you know 
<laughs> like I don't have a choice in it, but I'm not, I, I'm probably not going to be hanging out with you if you are not like in appreciation. Uh, I noticed on the pattern, you know, the guys know that app, the pattern you guys heard of that. Oh, app? Yeah. Okay. I'm on the pattern. Awesome. Hope Johnson, in case you want to friend up with me. So uh, one of the patterns for me and my partner is that I am the, I, I am such a gift in his life. Like he can't even believe he is with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's how, that's the people I hang out with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are my friends too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they are so glad. I am such a gift to them that they are so glad to hang out with me. And yeah. those are the fuckers I'm hanging out with. Yeah. yeah. You know you're with someone like, yeah. they're in your circle. Right. <laughs> I'm all like hanging out with people looking for me to make a mistake so they can like, yeah. you know. Uh, I do that sometimes though. I do have one friend and he's kind of like a newer friend, you know. Um, we have a fun, a fun exchange together. And um, he's always trying to catch me on something, but it's really playful. And at one point he goes, I'm just not going to catch you on anything, are, am I? And I go, no, because I already know I'm a fucking idiot. So anything you say to tell me I'm a fucking idiot, I agree with You'll you. You'll go, yeah, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah you're not going to get me on anything. I don't, have a, I don't have an identity to uphold. I'm incorruptible. Ah. <laughs> That's an intense statement. Mm-hmm. Incorruptible. Yep. It's cool. It is. It's true, though. It's cool. You know, it's like it's true. And I know, and, and, also, um, and also I know that um, it's everyone's destiny to know themselves like that, mm-hmm. to know that they're, they're totally invulnerable to anything in the world and anything that they seem to be invulnerable or vulnerable to, they made themselves out to be that way. Mm-hmm. No one did it to you. Yeah. That, that stupid shit about how your parents did it wrong or the school or something. That's all put in play for a reason because it can bring maximum healing. If it couldn't bring maximum healing, mm-hmm. it would not arise in the perception. Yeah. There's no other reason for it. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a tough one for ego to accept because without a reason to be angry right ego runs out of fuel you know yeah there's no justification i need i need blame to stay strong and healthy like that's my broccoli yeah (laughs) oh so whose fault is it then right no one's nothing even happened yeah like i mean it's a it's an emotional mental journey nothing even happened experiences and you attach perception to them that's it based on emotion that's right yeah that's right. Yeah. So often when people ask me, like, how do you live in this, Hope? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you actually live in this? Like, how do you be a thing? Well, I got a really good experience of that this week. It was really amazing because, you know, for, for quite some time, and I go in and out of it, I'll get on, on these creative kind of modes, right? Michelle knows I went wild on that freaking COVID thing for like a year. I was like all over that shit. I was doing legal filings. Amazing. We still use her letter that she got from the police chief when she went into the police station without a mask on. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> We're still using that letter. We're trying to get another uh, updated letter. Nice. Oh, oh, we have I some love it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Tell us yeah, she's doing yeah. some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, that year that I was so inspired for that. 
uh, for that kind of action. Oh my goodness. I was so charged up. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I was called to stop in an yeah. instant and I had no plan about it. In fact, I had irons in the fire mm. and I was like, I was going through it. I went through some different, some different things. At one point I said, I am not going to say that anyone's harming me because I'm sure that no one's harming me, but I'm doing a criminal affidavit, right? Yeah. I'm writing a criminal affidavit naming the governor and the mayor in it. So, so I'm going, I am not going to do that. I'm, and I'm like telling my friend, I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. It's not true. I can't do it. And it was like that night it came to me, oh, yes, you are. And you don't have a choice in that. Wow. And so it was like, obviously, okay, I'm doing it. And so then it's like, okay, I'm on a trajectory taking it all the way. I don't know where it's stopping. And I tell, and, you know, I was doing COVID dialogues every week at that time. Wisdom dialogues was suspended and we were having COVID dialogues. Oh. And, 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 you know, every week I'd tell my COVID dialogues people, I'd be like, hey, you guys, I could quit at any time because I only move on my guidance. When whatever my guidance is, that's what I do because I'm only here for awakening. Yeah. I'm, I know that none of this stuff, all this stuff that I seem to be doing for COVID and for the movement or something, I might as well be stroking myself because it's really the same exact thing. Yeah. It's not going to make anything happen. It's, it, it may seem to. I'm not going to deny you that. It may seem to make things. It did. It seemed to make a lot of shit happen. Okay. A lot of people can go around mask free now because of some videos that I took and now they know what to say and they know how to be in a store mask free and be in their power too. Wow. Uh, so, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff is really fun. Uh, I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. And that, and that was also really fun just to like demonstrate to my friends. For one thing, my friends were coming up to me telling me how scared they are and angry and different things like that and didn't know what to do. So, you know, I just demonstrated to my friends and not through my own choice, but that's just how it goes. Demonstrated to my friends what it looks like to just live out of inspiration. Then you're having fun with shit. You're like, oh, thank goodness for COVID giving me this new purpose, this new inspiration. This is really fun. I get a camera person. People would uh, just come up. People would give me donations. I'd print materials and, um, and go around in my car and go everywhere and have fun. And then uh, August. Was it August? When was it? June. It was June, June last year. It just, the, it was just really clear. That's it. No more. And I was like, okay. I had no, the same no experience. More. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just and like, then I just okay. knew it was over. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And no more energy going in that direction. Yeah. Onto no the need. tiny house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No need. And so then I'm, ch- I'm just chilling hard because now I just have all this space because I had all that energy. And I was just like going for it, like all all, all day. I'd wake up, uh, I'd be like three thirty in the morning doing documents. Oh. I, I, so inspired. I didn't. I was barely sleeping. I was sleeping like three hours and stuff. Then I, coming off of it, it's like, yeah, decompress. Wow. So I've been chilling like that yeah. since June. Yeah. Um, just in a total decompress kind of mode mm-hmm. until this week. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we switched platforms for, for my company, Miracle Botanicals. In case you guys don't know, I'm founder of Miracle Botanicals. It's a pretty good size essential oil company. Uh, online, it's in stores, not a lot of stores on the mainland, but certainly around here. Um, anyways, we switched platforms this week. We went to a new platform, and I am charged up for all this work. And it's the same kind of energy. I get really charged up with all this work. I've seen the patterns and I don't mind the patterns. I just see the patterns, right? 
So it's just like playing with the energy. All of a sudden, there's this big creative vibe going on. So, you know, people are asking me, how, how do you, you know, you're that uh, allowing, just allowing yourself to be however you are, just allowing yourself, the energies to flow however they do. If you're resting, you're resting. If you're bathing, you're bathing, you're eating, whatever. And, and you know, just letting things flow. It's just like regular as far as that's concerned. You know, no one knows until they start talking to me that I'm something's off. Right? <laughs> or something's just really on. <laughs> Something, yeah. Like I'm, I'm apparently scary. a boss and a mom and a wife and, you know, like all the things. Uh, you know, like a, 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 I'm, I'm hanging out doing an essential oil video today because I do videos for Instagram. If you want to follow me on Instagram, um, miraclebotanicals.com and awesome hope or not miracle at miracle botanicals and awesome hope Johnson and at awesome hope Johnson on Instagram. So today I was doing a video on an essential oil for miracle botanicals. Right after that, I do a wisdom bit. So it's just like a short little wisdom thing for my um, personal channel. So I'm getting off of those, those two videos, right? And the next thing is customers. And I'm spending a couple hours with customers right there in the front, you know? It looks just like a regular freaking thing. It's just that there's no burdens accru- accumulating throughout the experiences. The experiences are just, uh, they're allowed to be, it's kind of like detoxifying. You're like pure, your mind's getting purified as you go. So it's also not tiring, you know. You might go, wow, you seem to have a lot of uh, energy. Were you like laying around all day? No, I was actually like this energized all day long. (laughs) But, you know, a lot of the times, yes, I was laying around all day. (laughs) Just depends on what phase we're in. Like lounging like a cat all day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, it is. It's so it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to share. Uh, uh, one I share often, and it really seems to help people from what they tell me, is, uh, you know, I went through a phase where I was in bed for four months, and I was eating ice cream in bed, and I was not doing any exercise. I was not doing any pr- anything productive. In fact, I had my phone. And I was playing Angry Angry Birds at that time. I don't know if you guys ever played Angry Birds. Oh yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, no, it is. It is like so. Ridiculously. Fun. Oh my gosh, you it's pull this ridiculous. like rubber band. What is that thing called? Like a, a slingshot. Yeah, a, a slingshot. Yeah. Yeah, you pull the slingshot back with your finger and you shoot these birds into these pigs, and they pop the pigs. Well, do you shoot different them? Different types of birds. Different <laughs> like you have the ones that explode. You have the ones that are like sharpshooters the ones that split into three you know so you gotta like be strategic you gotta be strategic about killing those pigs yeah you're just blowing shit up and it's like feels so satisfying you're like blowing big 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 buildings up and everything anyways i spent four months doing that i got so far in angry birds (laughs) and you know what and and you know what here's here's the thing you guys it was all used for awakening that's the thing it does not matter what it is I was telling my, one of my friends, uh, and I told you guys here in Wisdom Dialogues too, one of my favorite things to do is smoke a spliff and play video games at the same time. I get so much out of that. It's amazing. You know why? Because there's so much guilty consciousness wrapped around these two things, smoking a spliff and playing a video game on your phone. 
Really? And then you do spiritual teachings? Yes, I do. I'm doing one right now while I'm smoking a split and playing a video again. I'm always the one I'm teaching. I'm always the one learning. I don't know if you even have a choice in this shit. It can get as ridiculous as it needs to. Right? It's all for the cause, my dears. Yes. Dear ones. Yeah, so it's like stop looking at what you're doing and start looking at how you can use Mm -hmm. this appearance of yourself doing something, which is impossible. It's impossible for you to do anything. You get an appearance that you're doing something. Uh, You know, it's what's it for? So, so, you know, it's like, it's like once you switch and you know, you, you, you know, you know, you see it, you know, it's like right now I could say it to you and you could feel it. But once you see it, that's when there's no going back. Once you actually see that there's not, there's not anyone doing anything. And you know how you see it is through the moment where it seems like someone did not only did someone, you or someone else do something, but it seems to have a detrimental effect right now. Mm. That's where you see through it because those are the patterns that you're putting into play. Okay. And you notice that when you're noticing that you're all, this is all patterned. And I mean all patterned. There's nothing that plays in your perception that you didn't just put there. So I actually put people who uh, seem to be raging, murderously raging at me in my perception. Mm-hmm. I don't sit there like most manifestor mindsets going, how did I create this for myself? <laughs> no, I'm not asking stupid ass questions. I'm embracing that. The death of perception that someone's murderously raging at me. I love it. I love it. And it's like, I'm not trying to make people murderously rage at me. And then I'm also not trying not to see. So I can be used in whatever way I need to be used. That's one of the things too. Um, one of the lessons in A Course in Miracles is not trying to design your own curriculum. You're not good at it. Okay, you don't know. You have no. You have no idea what you need. So you don't try to design your own curriculum. Then why do you give a shit what you seem to do? Why do you care? Watch your reaction. Use it for what it's for. It'll all be fruitful. You know, of course, the ego comes and goes, ah, what if someone, like, uh, scratches your car? Oh, even worse, what if they start writing racist and big uh, spray paint on your pretty, shiny, cherry red forerunner? And I'm like, ah, thank you. (laughs) Just get the perception, get the feeling right now. So you don't resist anything. See, these things are tricky, you guys. If you're not alert, you won't even notice it happened. Mm. You just clenched up. Yeah, you just are triggered rather than noticing that right. you're triggered. You just yeah. clenched up to the possibility that, yeah. oh, my God, what could happen here? Oh, my God, what could go on? It's like, I ah, just open to it. Mm. <laughs> Aloha. <laughs> Joel Goldsmith says the secret to spiritual healing is reaction. Yes. If someone comes at you with some sickness or problem, you can heal it the very second that you hear it through your Yeah. Reaction. 
Yep, that's it. Buy into it. That's it. That is a good way of saying it too. It's like it, it, then that's the thing, and that's this is what puts you in phase two immediately when you see it, and it's just like all these teachings just kind of converge for you. It's like you just you just see, and you know, guys, we have been making ourselves like kind of like concreting ourselves into phase one for like millions of lifetimes. You guys, that you can even hear this and absorb this right now. You're so close. You're so freaking close. And it is all comes down to a choice. You know, when you're willing to see, oh, this is a blessing for me over and over again. It's going to seem like not a blessing. <laughs> it's going to seem like totally not a blessing. Like the worst. Like, oh my God, did I just fuck that up? I love that. Did I just fuck that up one too? Yeah. I love that one. I've played with that one so much. It is so good. That one's got some good. And you know. I think I played with it so much that I don't even entertain that question anymore because it's not even fucking meaningful to me. It's not even meaningful. You know, it's like, uh, I, I just like, don't get into second guessing myself. I don't have a second guess for myself. It was perfect. It was totally perfect. You know, when, when, and I tell you guys this too, whenever you intend to heal, truly intend to heal, right? Not intend to get something in the world. Mm. Intend to heal. Yeah. You're successful 100% of the time. You're always successful. And you know, a lot of time that, that healing, it's kind of like a one may, way of saying it is kind of like advancing you in phase one. Phase one is your learning phase. So you're learning how to feel. You're learning how to perceive. You're learning how to take your reaction and use it for good. Okay. Rather than projecting time with it, which is the, the reaction that everyone has. Now you're going to find yourself using your reactions to project time. Don't be hard on yourself. You know what? One, my, one of my biggest secrets, not really a secret because I tell you guys all the time, <laughs> but you know, it remains a secret <laughs> is I am ridiculously forgiving with myself. Mm, like to the point of no, I, that's why I say I'm incorruptible. That's why I could mm. say that because I have let myself off the hook immediately. Wow. Mm -hmm. How'd you overcome the, uh, <laughs> the systemic programming? Of well, well, you know, you, you know, it's, it's, it comes down to that reaction. So you, you know, you can slow everything down if you choose yeah. and just look at the reaction. It comes back to turning your eyeballs back in, so to speak. It's not really your eyeballs, but you right. know what I mean? So, yeah. So you're, you're turning your attention from what seems to be playing in the field to what is projecting the field basically mm -hmm. the field's being projected from that energy field yeah. that's sensed in the body mm -hmm. there's no body but it's sensed as if in a body so there is no body i like to say that over and over again because it's really true yeah. that there isn't there's an energetic play going on and from that energetic play projects the entire world so you're really going to the source of the projection right there when you're noticing that energetic play it's all like electricity mm -hmm. okay you can you can sense this energy constantly playing i mean uh, sometimes i'll get this sense i'll just be uh sitting there like yesterday i was in my room and then all of a sudden i got this sense like oh my god all this worry and frustration and stuff and i just felt it as a visceral sense and just take care of that it doesn't mean anything it has no meaning. That's how you you know you are with things in phase two naturally. It, you may get hooked by mm -hmm. them, but the hook is glorious. 
Even the Hulk is glorious. But what do you have, Phil? Uh, just two things. So the other day I was, um, something happened where uh, I was in a really good mood and this person was triggered by my, my energy. Yep. So I like stepped away mm-hmm. and then this other person came in and, and saw this person being triggered and mm-hmm. didn't know the situation uh-huh. and blamed me. Okay. And I felt myself get triggered and really angry and I walked away, I walked out and then I was breathing through it and I, I like let it go for the, and came up to my, my boss and got in nature and I was fine. But that's, I was like, what is that trigger for me? And I was focusing on that. Then I remembered that was being made wrong for something I didn't do. And it was such a childhood thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Michelle, you must have had some part in it because I usually did. And but but in this one situation, younger, I didn't. And I was being blamed for something I didn't do. Mm-hmm. And so that was a trigger. And I was like, wow, for me to see that was like so healing. Brought me back to when I was like whatever age that was, eight yeah. years old or something. But um, so I appreciated that. And then I also appreciate this conversation about that nothing is happening mm-hmm. and that anything that comes up is coming up for healing. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And then my question um, is <clears throat> the activism work that I'm doing is really challenging for me to stay grounded and not in trigger mode mm-hmm. because we just, I, I really worked hard at, we had 167 people opposing this one bill, four people supporting, they still put it through reminded me of the bill of the vaccine passport where we had 8,000 people opposing it, mm-hmm. 64, uh, 40, 67 supporting, and they put it through that guy in the paper uh-huh. saying, you know, the government is not um, acknowledging the people. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going, okay, there's nothing happening. And <laughs> our what about our freedoms? It's like, my heart is like sinking Sometimes because I work so hard at at this quote unquote fight, but change shifting the energy of what is happening, and I'm like, okay, I know that this is wait happening. for shifting shifting the energy of what is happening. What do you mean by that? I mean like focusing on like no this the, we are free. Like you can't take away our freedoms. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to like, this is where I stand. Mm-hmm. We're still, we're contacting the, the police chief. We're contacting the mayor or, you know, we're contacting our legislative uh, people who are totally ignoring us. And um, I'm like trying not to feel the weightedness of it. Cause I wake up like <coughs> sometimes just wanting to cry uh-huh. I work so hard. And I know it's like, well, so well, you, you know what really help. You know what really helps. That is is rec- is your willingness, just a little bit of willingness, to see that it's completely fucking meaningless. Every single thing that you do, mm. fucking meaningless. Self importance. One thing that Bob brought brought up earlier. I've talked about that a lot too. You're making yourself very important in your mind, so that's going to put pressure on you. That's going to make you cry. That's going to make you basically play out the ego's dream. For you, which is all this, all this pressure, tension, worry. None of this stuff is actually happening, Michelle. None, and 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 really, none of it's real, and no, and there's nothing you can do about it. Okay, so all you're doing, all you're doing, is playing out a role, and it has an important purpose of, it has an important purpose for you. That it's not what you're making it out to be, though. It's not that purpose you're giving to it. No one needs you to protect their freedom. We're all free. We're all fine. 
There, no one needs that. No one needs any of this. This is what's important for you because if you're going to continue being called to act activism without this piece, it's going to tear you back. You're not going to like it. Okay. It's not saying you, you know, one thing you're afraid of too, is that if you look at the truth, you won't continue being an activist. Okay. That's one thing you're afraid of. You don't need to be afraid of that. If you need to be an activist, you will. It's not up to you. Again, don't try to make your curriculum. Don't try to make your own curriculum. Okay. Cause your curriculum is being given to you only in this moment and it comes through inspiration. So when you're over there and you're working on it, if you don't feel inspired, just notice you don't have a choice. I'm not going to tell you stop doing it because you don't have a choice, right? Keep doing whatever it is that you seem to be doing, but be very aware. The more you look at that, the more the, this is how you this is how you build up what you need to switch over to phase two. Okay, the more you're willing to just look honestly at what you're doing to yourself, what you're making of yourself. When you make yourself important, when you make this real, you are attacking yourself. Okay, and that's going to make you feel stress, tension, sickness, all that kind of stuff that, you know, is of the ego because you're listening to the ego. Don't be afraid at all about about giving up uh, activism. You may not even be called to give up activism for the most for most people. They're not called to change a fucking thing. Okay, it's just that the way you're with it changes. And I'm telling you, when you go into phase two, you're not going to give a shit what your duty is. You're just going to want to do your duty. Mm-hmm. You won't mind what it is. Okay. So if you're getting the call to stop activism, you're going to do it so happily. You're going to do it so, you know, uh, just lovingly and happily and, 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 uh, and with gratitude for everything, you know, it's going to be able to just easily, but if it's meant to be that you continue with the activism, same kind of thing, you just have all this grace in it. It's going to be beautiful. Either way, you're just allowing all this beauty for yourself because you deserve it because that's who you are. So you've been, you've been denying all this beauty to yourself as you're going along in, in, on this path. You know, and, and these, these paths are given to us just for this, for seeing through what we're making of ourselves. So just don't put that importance on yourself. Remember what I would say on COVID dialogues, you guys, I'm stroking myself. It's really like if I'm sitting around masturbating all day or doing all this stuff, it's the same actually. And also don't get attached to it. You know, I'm always talking to myself, right? When I'm talking to people, don't get attached to it because my guidance could change in any moment. I'm not attached to this. I'm not attached to anything that I seem to do. I'm not even attached to wisdom dialogues. You know, I get guidance all of a sudden in a moment. I'm like, Hey, by the way, last wisdom dialogues, you know, that's occurred a couple times. And then, uh, and then there's some re-inspiration that comes back when someone wants me to do it. You know, someone will get inspired and want to, like, host it or something. Like, they, like uh, we get here at Hawaiian Sanctuary. It's really nice. Um, but, you know, just leaving it to where, hey, any, my husband, he knows. I'm doing all this website work right now. He's like, yeah, I know, not to rely on you keep on going. <laughs> I cook sometimes, <laughs> you know. Sometimes I cook, and I've been a great baker lately. I've been making bagels and everything. And, you know, and then, and then there'll be a sense like, what are you going to cook tonight? And I was, I'm like, I'm not planning on cooking tonight. Oh, did you think that I was just going to keep on doing that shit all the time? No. Uh, And it can only happen when I'm inspired. He's like, and then my husband's like, I don't want it to happen any other way. And I'm like, I know you don't. Good girl. That's when it's best anyway. Yeah. That's when it's most fulfilling. It tastes the best. It's 
just a pleasure. Oh my God. Around. Just the idea. Like yeah. if you think you have to do something. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you think you have to do something. Mm. So I used to think I had to do taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like do my, <laughs> do all my stuff. Nothing taxes. Uh, uh, yeah, well, you know, do all the paperwork for taxes. Right. Uh, it still seems like I'm paying. Well, I don't pay any, but, you know, I'm filing. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like I'm filing. But <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it seemed like I had to do all that bookkeeping shit, right? Yeah. And so I was like, just playing with that. I, okay, I know this is for awakening. Gosh, there's a struggle. There's this struggle between it seems like I have to do something and I know I'm not capable of doing anything. You see that struggle, right? <laughs> this is what you want, actually. This is the challenge that brings you to your breakthroughs. You want this. Look at these things. Look at the sense that, look at, look at the truth that money is completely meaningful and then the sense that you're worrying over money. Oh, look at the struggle. Mean, yeah. That's what I meant. Thank yeah. you. Uh, I'm glad people can follow me, even though I'm using wrong words. <laughs> meaningless. We look at, okay, money's meaningless, and then I got the struggle over money. Got it. You want that challenge. Mm. You want That challenge is leading to the inspiration. So, you know, I see people like, uh, you know, you, you might, uh, one way to call them is spiritual people. I don't know. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. There's some way. Um, so, it, so, you know, spiritual people saying stuff like, I can't wait to get out of this 3D. That's because they don't want to meet the challenge. Mm. The challenge is the way out of 3D, actually. Yeah. You know, it actually is the way out of 3D. Yeah. But it's uh, like, I want out. Uh, come on, I'm too spiritual for this. 3D, just go away, go away, go away. Uh, it's like, no, the challenge actually is the means to your ex- escape, actually. So it's like, you're going to be glad that there's, oh, I'm so glad. Oh, uh, I, you know, I get a sense I, I'm worried about how I'm going to keep going. Um, with his business, Miracle Botanicals. I'm worried. Oh, God, it's sense. Oh, gosh, I'm worried. Oh, gosh, there's so much debt. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. And then it's like, embrace it. It's a cha- That's the challenge. I'm happy for the challenge. I'm glad mm. for the challenge. And, you know, it comes up with my husband. It's been going like this for years. It's amazing how it just like starts to show itself. You know, uh, it, first it's like uh, there's this conflict. Like, you need to spend less money. He's telling me you need to spend less money. And, you know, when we've been together 28 years. So when we're younger, I'm like, okay, I need to spend less money. Okay, I just listen to him because he's like the dad. He's like eight years older than me, and he really cares about me, and he's sweet and loving, and he seems to know what's up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, you need to spend less money. Okay, spend less money. Next thing you know, I got like, I'm wearing clothes to work that have like little holes in them, <laughs> tattered, right? I'm like, uh, I'm, like, I'm like on this major budget, right, with all this money. And, uh, and, and I'm making, I'm working all the time and everything like that. And so then, um, later on come to be, I'm, I'm with him since I was 21. And then I come to be like around 30 or something like that. I just had a baby and, um, I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I, I went, I applied for a credit card with Nordstrom. <laughs> I went and just started. Yeah. Oh yeah. I got some more clothes. Oh yeah. I got some more clothes. I'm like, and and it was like I just had to buy everything off Nordstrom. I would go and I would go to the store and I drop easily three thousand dollars in the store just like that day, oh you know. My God. And my husband would be like, "This is my worst fucking nightmare." <laughs> and I get, and and I'm like, really? And it was funny because there was something in me as soon as he said that, mm-hmm. and you know, this is like eighteen years ago or something. But it, but oh, how am I? I don't know. I'm almost 50. I'm going to be 50 this year. Nice. So he's going, he, he's going, uh, this is my worst fucking nightmare. I'm 30 at that time. And I'm, and, and in the back of my mind, and I saw this, 
I was like, he just needs to be completely broke and then he'll be over that. Yeah. And then I'm like going for trying to like, yeah, going for broke, going for broke. (laughs) I'm like, this guy just needs to be broke. He doesn't know what's up. Like I lived in trailers when I was a kid and stuff. Like we would be completely like out of money, out of money, like no money. (laughs) Like we need to go witnessing to get some money to eat some food. We need to go over to well, witness over at the restaurant so they give us some food. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. We're fine. We're totally fine. Yeah. I didn't even notice we were out of money. Yeah. <laughs> my, yes. my parents didn't give a shit, that's for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, this guy just needs to be out of money, then he'll yeah. be over that. Yeah. <laughs> so have to go through that once. I'm like all this time, right? And then and all this time, and it's so funny, we never ran out of money. <laughs> There you go. Like shopping and doing, and there's all all this different stuff just pops up and pops up. And so, you know, more recently, he's like, you have to, like, he was ready to, um, I don't know, it looked like murderous rage that day, too, (laughs) when he came up to me. That was like 2018 or something like that. Um, and he came up to me and I could sense his energy coming up to me. It was almost like a demon was coming up to me. And this is my man. I love, uh, you know, I don't think he's a demon or anything, but it was almost like there's a demon coming up to me with this energy. Right. And I'm like, yes. And I just stood in it, you know, and he came up and he, he told me what a horrible wife and mother and person and what a complete whatever. And just like all this rage come out like this. And, and I, I go, okay, is there anything else you'd like to share with me? And he just goes, no, cheers. And then he walked away from me. And I was like, ah, I felt so relieved. I was like, oh, I felt so relieved for him. You know, like, oh, <laughs> so he walked away from me. And, um, and, and, then I, and, and then I see him a couple minutes later. And I just go up to him very gently. And I'm like, honey, I'm going to give you space today. I'm going to leave. And I'm going to leave you here. Mm-hmm for the rest of the day and, <laughs> and he said okay and then I left and I went somewhere for the rest of the day and I came back at night and and, and I went in there very gingerly, gingerly into the room because I knew that you know he might not 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 want me and and I said I said honey I'm just checking on you uh if you're okay with having me sleep here tonight because I could go sleep somewhere else and it was a total like transformation and that's where he's made a transformation too may have even gone into phase two right there um you know he's like i don't know what that was but i never ever ever want to be like that i never want to be like that and i'm like i know exactly what it is and i know how to look at it and i and he was so relieved of that wow a couple weeks later um, he started feeling like he needed to tell me to tighten my belt again. And I just said, honey, you know I have no choice in that, right? And he took a deep breath and he said, yes, I know. No choice in what? What I buy. Got it. How much I spend. You know I have no choice in that, right? Because this is for teaching and learning. Wow. As I'm guided, I'll be buying. <laughs> That's right. If I'm expired... I'll be buying that. I listen to my guidance in the moment. I do not live by rules. I do not live by formulas. I do not live by strategies. Wow. And I also do not live as a victim. So you're not going to have me coming up to you telling you how you ruined something for me. Yeah. Okay? 
And if I do tell you something like that, it's going to be fucking funny. Because yeah. I will catch myself. And it will be funny. And we'll be laughing about it. So earlier this week, um, when I first started with all of this technical, this is heavy-duty technical stuff that I'm getting into, you guys. This is like a lot of creativity, a lot of inspiration, totally on a computer. Just like the, well, at least the COVID active thing, activism thing I would get in my car and go drive around and do freaking videos too. Uh, I do a little bit of videos, but this is mostly in a computer, technical kind of work. So I start feeling victimized. I notice I'm feeling victimized. I'm aware that I'm feeling victimized. Still, that little bit of willingness isn't really popping up yet. It's mm-hmm. okay with me. I know I'm, I know I'm bringing back gifts, right? So my husband wakes up. I'm usually doing this stuff like early in the morning. My husband wakes up. He comes downstairs. As soon as he comes in, I freaking lay it out all out. I go, this is fucked up. I don't want to be doing this. That nothing is working. Everything is this. Everything is this. Everything is this. And fuck this. I don't even want to do any of this shit anymore. Close this business down. I just let it all come out, right? Just like naturally how it does. And this is not a problem. That's why I'm sharing this with you guys. It's not like trying to make a spiritual self-image into some of this thing, okay? So so my husband, he's so sweet. He just, like, holds the space because he learned. Yeah. So, you know, we, we learned together. We learned this thing. And he just had really held the space for that and just was, like, loving and listening and, um, and you know, not really, like, offering solutions or anything, but just right. loving and listening. And then um, I went upstairs to go to the bathroom and... Um, oh, and I smoked a little bit of spliff. That was nice, too. I come back down, and I go, holy shit, honey, you are fucking awesome. Thank you so much. You know I don't mean any of that stuff that I said, right? And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, like, he's like, this is perfect. And I'm like, I'm like I know, because I haven't had this kind of involvement. And, you know, when I'm, in, when I'm involved in this and I'm going through these motions... I'm bringing up certain things that need to be re- resolved. That's the only reason I get involved in anything. Yeah. So I'm bringing up certain things that need to be resolved. And once I had that transformation, I think that might have been like Tuesday morning or something like that. It's been all just a glorious and everything seems to be working, like the things that I imagine. You know, I have this thing in my imagination. I'm imagining these tabs underneath the product photo. It says description, benefits, Directions, test report, and uh, testimonials, and uh, what else? Articles, right? All these beautiful tabs, right? My web designer tells me uh, the only way to do that is to put it in these tabs, and you, the only way you can modify those tabs is if you know code. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck that. No. I was already had my transformation part, you know, within this, within this scene. And uh, I get on, I start, I start going, I start imagining this thing, start imagining this, and I find it fucking amazing piece of software that I just stumble upon. This is like finding a needle in a haystack, nice. I'm telling you. Because you got this, you know, but it's not really like that. It's just that there's an opening to yeah. it. You know, there's like really an opening to it. It looks like that, but man, this thing is like, for what I'm asking it to do, a freaking dream come true. You can copy and paste right into it and it comes out perfect. Mm. You don't have to know a code. It's beyond don't have to know code. You don't know how, need to know how to use a word processor now. 
It's just like automatically smart knows how to put your shit into good order. <laughs> what time does this go till? I'm curious. Uh, ten wow. more minutes. Five p.m. Dang. Yeah. Why? Because I want to get on other subjects. <laughs> oh well. Like, oh, I hope we don't run out. Of time. Uh, well, you know what? Put one out. Put one out that you want to get on. We'll get on it. Um, okay. I'm I, I'm on here. I'm on yeah. all the time. You can you can also um, if you have have something text me. I text people back. I take any kind of way you want to message me. Um, I'm also, I'm also four hours a week. You can come ask me questions. You can, you can send me questions that you want me to address on yeah, wisdom dialogue. So I would be listening. Yeah. You're, you got all kinds of access. Once okay. you meet me, it's over. What's your number? 808-937-8440. Thank you. Rory. Rory got in on the nigger action. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> he was having fun. <laughs> yeah, he had uh, Rory. So Rory, Rory emailed me after I got um, banned. I got banned, so I couldn't even comment. For yeah, like I know. Today. You told me. Yeah. yeah, so it, I couldn't delete people either, oh, or their posts on my wall. Oh, dang. So I was like, oh, that's uh, my first thing was like, oh, I just delete the post on my wall, and then it's like you can't delete it. I'm like. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even you can't even stop people from talking all kinds of shit on you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <Looking good. laughs> yeah, that's great. I, it's still there. It's still there. I just left it there. It was great. And I, I, was, I was about to comment, and then I pressed comment, and it said no more comment. So yeah. So 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 Rory emails me, and I tell him, I tell him, yeah, I just got banned. I go. You know what? Someone just took a screenshot of it, though, and posted on my walls, you know, if you could find it. Did you find it easily? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's right there. Okay. Right there. Maybe it's just not in my view. Right. So, so, so if Rory finds it, and he's the first comment on there, and his comment was fucking hilarious. He puts a, 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 a hook on the comment, like a picture <laughs> of a hook. <laughs> and he's, like, he's like talking about how we're all niggers because we've all been... We've all been, what is it? We're all ignorant. Yeah. We're all ignorantly acting like we're separate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. And then every single comment after that was like bash, 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 bash. It was so funny. I was like, Rory, man, that guy's got balls. Only certain people get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and then there, and and then, and then, you know, I got, what? Yeah, yeah. He said, "I got nothing to lose." Yeah, nothing to lose. Exactly, and that's how I feel too. Yeah. It's like I got, I, I am gonna, I'm just gonna live whatever it is that I'm called to live. Mm. You know, through insp- I, I want to feel inspired. Yes. That, that, yes. that's required for yes. me. Yes. That's what's required. I have to feel inspired. Yeah. So you know, I'm just gonna live like that. And anyone who comes along with me along the way is, is coming with me. Mm. Everyone who's not can just do whatever they want to do. Yeah. And, you know, on my, on my Facebook wisdom dialogues online, someone came on and, uh, and said, you can, you know, just to leave this here, she left the picture of what I posted only she crossed out nigger for some reason. I don't know. Uh, but she crossed it out, but you could still tell what it was. And she said, she said, see if you look at this and see if you still want to follow hope Johnson. And I said, yeah, good idea. Cause anyone who's offended by that does not, is not ready to hear what I'm sharing. Right. Definitely not. Okay. So then there's another guy who has a really dark looking face, probably African American. You can't really tell. He comes on there and he's like, yeah, what, like, what the fuck is the problem? You know, kind of like vibe. Like what's, what's the problem here? 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then and 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 it's funny because there's this there, there's this thing like, oh, are you are you black or are you white or what color are you? It's like there isn't. That's that's so meaningless, you guys. We gotta we will. It's obvious. We will see that these things. It's mm-hmm. kind of like not. It's it's really really elementary. It's super like, not meaningless to the ego. Oh, I know. Well, that's a, it's everything. Well, that's a good hook. Yeah. And look, this is how Stop people are controlled. People get controlled by their reactions. Yes. So either you use your reaction for healing, or you're going to be controlled through your reaction. All the all the ego needs, which is manifesting as an established system right now, all the ego needs is for you to get a reaction and make it meaningful for you to support the corruption. Yep. That's how we support the corruption. That's why I say I'm incorruptible because I don't I don't buy into the uh, the shame game. Yeah, you're you know? not easily triggered. Yeah, and well, if I am triggered, I I'm the one who's responsible. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who's responsible for it, and I'm not and and I'm not triggered by my trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm happy I see a trigger. I'm happy when I see a trigger. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this beautiful unheal un un uh, unraveling undoing kind of thing going on. So, so I'm happy about you it. What's your process? Well, it's not really a process. Um, it's more like there's a trigger. Mm-hmm. That's all. You're just aware of it already. Yeah. Already aware. I don't have to do anything about it because it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. It's not really a problem for you either. You just are used to making it into a problem. And we're also trained that something's wrong when we feel bad. Mm-hmm. Actually, something's right when you feel bad because it's bringing up whatever it is you need to see. And it's for healing. So I like to celebrate when I feel bad. Yeah. I like to celebrate that. And, you know, friends will often tell me, oh, this happened or I felt like this. And I'm like, oh, good. I get excited about that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You did when I was like, <laughs> my sister hasn't spoken to me in a year and a half. That's awesome. Mm. <laughs> like, ah, not really the vibe here. Not really the vibe. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, because because of what it's for, because yeah. it's bringing up reactions. So everything's the same. And, you know, it's what we're being asked to do here is just generalize everything into one big bucket. Just like you do all the skin colors. Yeah. Same thing. Right. Every every emotion. It's not like we're making some of them more meaningful than others. Oh, this one's more meaningful because it's about money or this one's more meaningful because it's about aging or this one's more meaningful because it's about getting my ass to a certain size. You know, it's like it's like we just make these things up. So what we're being asked to do is generalize it all, put it into one bucket. It's just like in a bucket of one thing. It's not meaningless shit meaningless so all that's real is love all that's real is love anything else that's why when my my friend tells me uh you're a stupid cunt or something like that i'm like i love you too (laughs) i know it can't be anything but love the words don't mean anything so one of my friends put it to me like this i'll just share this with you because maybe you can see this it really touched me when i when she shared it with me Whenever anyone seems to be in any kind of conflict or there seems to be any kind of division or anything, your higher selves are like this, totally in love. This is and 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 orchestrating this whole thing together for your awakening. 
you can look at it like this. Look, nothing that I say is actually true. I'm just giving you kind of like a, a scenario so you could feel into this, like what this energy is, what this is. It's like you and you and that what seems to be that other person, you're both orchestrating this for your for each other and yourselves so you can see through it. So when you see people like that, it's a totally different vibe. It's like you're it's like there's not this victimized because we tend to get victimized when someone projects their anger toward us right Mm -hmm. that's another reason i love to play with these things because i love to come back with stories and gifts you know like to share with you guys it's like when when i get this when i get the sense that someone is really anger angry there's a sense of danger yeah Uh, one one person was um email me with capital letters and lots of mad faces and um and tell me if i want to get out of this here's what i have to do and i'm like ooh. I feel that, you know, I can feel that energy. And I'm like, no, it doesn't mean anything. I'm not in anything. You know, I didn't even have a reaction to that, like a a response even for that. It's like, that really just doesn't mean anything. That's like a kid throwing a big fit. If you want to get out of this, whatever I got myself into by saying nigger, which I will say probably a million more times. I mean, unless it becomes meaningless to everyone else, but as long as it's meaningful to people, I'm probably going to keep saying it. That's a, that's that's just how, you know. Nigger lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Why? Why do, you, why do you feel called to do that, to desensitize people to, like, this false Well, there's reality? no why like that. There's no why like yeah. that. The, inspire, the inspiration yes, is there. Is the inspiration is there, and it's always for teaching and learning. So... It's like whatever, whatever it teaches to other people, that's not my responsibility. I just get the lessons for myself out of it. So whatever it teaches to other people, remember what I said about self-importance. There's nothing in that. They don't need me to say it to them unless I'm saying it to them, then they absolutely need it. They don't need it beforehand though. They don't need me beforehand. Uh, as, soon as, I, as soon as I say something, everything I said is exactly what people need in that moment. But I'm not, I'm not going, oh, this is what people need. Now I'm wired a certain way. I could see how I'm wired. I could see how different people are wired. I could see patterns. I could see how they work. One thing that I'm wired like is rebellion. So if you tell me I can't say a fucking word, I'm wired a certain way. I don't have a fucking choice. Okay. I'm wired to be a fucking rebellion. And, and you know what? That's going to keep on playing out for me to undo my patterning and conditioning. It's not to go against rebellion. It's not to try to heal rebellion. Rebellion isn't a problem. It's neutral. Okay? All we need to heal is a sense of separation. The, rebe- the rebellion is wiring that I got due to the sense of separation. All of us are wired due to, as long as you're perceiving a body, that's what's playing out. The patterns are playing out. The love, the awakening, the enlightenment comes through what you seem to be doing. It's not about what you seem to be doing. Okay? Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, just because I'm looking at things, I actually don't know shit, but I'm guessing that as long as people need to hear something triggering, then there's going to be someone like me wired to do that. It's kind of rare. Most people will not post nigger, 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 nigger right on their wall on Facebook. This was a white woman in 2022. Right. Mm. Uh, uh, all the privileges, apparently. How dare you? All the privileges, apparently. Yeah. 
apparently. It's like these are all appearances. Okay, here's the thing. No one has an easy life. No one. It does not matter. It's the same. It looks different. You might consider someone in slavery, let's say, as opposed to, well, pretty much, pretty much everyone's a fucking slave when it comes to like what the establishment's got going on with people, that relationships, pretty much everyone's slave. But let's say you actually have some shackles on and people are whipping your ass and you're doing slave work as opposed to living in HPP in Hawaii, chilling out. You know, uh, this might sound shocking to you, but it's no different because it's an emotional journey. Because it's an emotional journey. The person who seems to be shackled and whipped and everything like that may be having an easier time. They will be if they have a higher emotional IQ. It's not the circumstances at all. They're all going to, because, because the circumstances are reflecting the self-belief. Everyone has to go through suffering. Everything, everyone has to go through struggle and suffering. That's how it goes. And there's, and, and as these lifetimes evolved, as these lifetimes evolve, you know, you don't know whatever anyone seems to be going through and what they're, what they're dealing with. People commit suicide. That is extreme pain. Yeah. Okay. That's a manifestation of some extreme pain. Rich people, poor people, yeah. ugly people, cute people, white people, black people. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Everyone's uh, from all walks of life. That's going on. Mm-hmm. So just this idea and, and floating this idea, it's totally in support of the ego. It's totally in support of upholding an establishment that rules over you. It's important that you, uh, as the people, stay divided. Otherwise, the establishment's powerlessness will be revealed. Mm-hmm. See? As Brass soon as we know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. That's right. You're going to see that this, uh, that this means nothing. And, you know, more and more people are seeing. And I know that every interaction, especially an interaction where I'm involved in the interaction, I know it's awakening. You know why? Because it's awakening for me. And you can only teach what you're willing to learn. So I teach by example. I just demonstrate it. See? I just demonstrate what's true. And my mind learns like that. And all of you who I seem to see transform because you're not even as I made you. So as my mind awakens, you transform. I see you transform. uh, Now... There are people who are going to be like, I do not want to transform right now. I don't see them. They're gone. They like um, cancel themselves off of Facebook. And I usually don't even see them in the experience in the physical sense. Usually don't even see people like that. It's funny. Um, If I do, I'm glad though. I don't mind. I'm always open for it. So I'm curious. Yes. What what do you think... um is going to happen with uh, Hawaii and and the mandates and everything with this in this topic in this Oh, I have no idea. I don't even care. <laughs> I really don't care. Cuz it's not it's it's meaningless. Again, it's meaningless stuff. It doesn't matter. But the thing is with with that like I can see both sides because it's not meaningless to me around seeing children with masks on their faces and what that's doing to their emotional That's body. because you made that meaningful. That's because you made that mean. I know it's a hook. Believe me. I know it's a good hook. 
Oh, the poor little children. That's the ego. That is the ego. Okay? No one's, no one's getting hurt. No, everyone's dreaming. Kids are dreaming. So you, you as, as someone who's advocating for kids, okay, will be so much more powerful with, uh, you know, leaning in that direction, being willing to see that. No one's suffering, okay? Um, because with, this, with the sense that they're suffering and you making it real and going out as an activist like that, you're actually projecting it and extending time in that, okay? So don't be afraid of projecting it because as you're going through those motions and you're seeing more and more about how you project it, you're actually projecting it, you're going to see how to stop projecting it, basically, how to get released from what it is that's causing you to project over and over again. It's very habitual. And I know that's a big hook. I mean, after I quit a couple months later, after I quit activism, a couple months later, people are like, but, but, but hope they're vaccinating the kids now. And I'm like, not my kuleana anymore. But I thought that you would definitely, if nope, I told you the whole time it wasn't meaningful. It's still not. It's still the same. It's not meaningful. Uh, if they're lining people up and shooting them in the head, it is not meaningful to me. I'm only going to move according to my guidance again because it's not meaningful. Don't you think that there's certain things that just should be meaningful to everybody or absolutely not? Well, yeah, you could say that. There's one, there's, because only love is real. So that's why it's the only thing that's meaningful. But if See? someone gets shot in the head by like a dictator, let's say, and they are literally ceasing to exist and it affects all these other people negatively, that's not meaningful. Like I'm, tr- I'm trying to be with you on yeah. this, but I'm like, explain that. Like, how is that not real? Like their heart stopped, their brains are on the ground. Like that happened and they don't exist. They weren't even born. They weren't even born. They're time to go. Is it, they were not even born. There's not a physical body. That's a, that's a manifestation of a mind, of a confused mind. It's confusion. That's all it is. So you get the perception. It seems really real to your senses. Yeah. You're, you perceive it through the senses. You're getting a body sense. That's what's giving you an identity in everything. Yeah. Okay? So you're getting the sense that someone got shot. No one's been shot. That person wasn't even born. No one has been shot. That's the thing. Yeah, we're one mind. We're one mind and we're and we're constantly putting these scenarios. A scenario of someone getting shot in a in a by a dictator is a scenario right. that we're projecting for awakening. Once we are willing to see that we're projecting for awakening, the whole thing changes. How does that specific example <clears throat> guide us to awakening? Like what is that? You're like, oh, that person's not real, and I'm not actually feeling this negative emotion about that. Like, I, I'm trying to understand how to get there. Like, I hear you. Yeah. I understand you're at this level yeah. of comprehension that I feel like I just, I, I mean, it's just, I'm, there's a wall there. I'm like, how do you? Well, yeah, of course. Way, right? Of course. Like, you, have the, you have your conditioning. Right. That's why I, that's why I do four hours a, a week, at least yeah. four hours a week. That help people see through their conditioning. So it's it's like you know it, it's in 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 like a short period of time. What I could share with you is that you have to learn how to use your reactions. So you could so you you would you would want to take an extreme extreme scenario like that yeah, to show yourself, yeah, to demonstrate to your mind that you can take any scenario and turn it into nectar. 
to demonstrate to your own mind. One of my experiences was, it was through childbirth, you know, and it demonstrated to my own mind that I can go through that without pain. Right. And, you know, that's just, it's the same thing. It's like you demonstrate, um, you know, if the thing that strikes fear in your heart is a dictator shooting people in the head, good, let yourself have that reaction right now. You don't have to have it manifest in the physical. You can have the reaction right now and take care of the reaction right now. And if still, if it needs to manifest in the physical, it will. But you're way more prepared because you have dealt with it. You've dealt with the pain that's underlying the projection and you can have compassion in it. So once you've dealt with the pain that's underlying the, the projection, if, you're, if you seem to be in a situation where someone's getting shot in the head, so much compassion is extended to everyone in the room and the whole world because you're present for it. You can't be present for it for it if you're believing that it's real. That's not present for it. If you're taking it as if it's true and making it as if this person actually got shot in that, that would be terrible. Yeah. If that was their if, <laughs> if that was their life and someone else can just take it from them, that, that would be shit. Yeah. We'd all be without hope if that was the case. Yeah. Okay? So that's not the case though. No one got shot because no one was born. We're projecting this. I know it's really believable. That's the thing. It's supposed to be a convincing illusion. Yeah. I know it's really, really believable. But you guys, honestly, we're projecting this for awakening our mind and it's not anything else. It's totally meaningless. It means nothing else. So that changes all of your relationships then, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. If anyone wants to read my book, Unschooling for Parents, talking about how I relate, I awoke uh, with my kids, awakening with kids, um, through challenges of, uh, of being a parent and stuff like that. Um, you might like it and apply it to your life. You definitely don't have to be a parent. You can find it on Amazon, Unschooling for Parents. You can go to my website, hopejohnson.org. You can find it on hopejohnson.org as well as my recordings and stuff. And um, if you're here in person and you want my book, I got some in the car. All right, yeah. So you guys, um, my schedule is to be with you. My brother's coming next week. Um, what's the date today? The 11th? He won't be here yet next week. So I'm coming next week. I may or may not be here the week after that. If you're not sure, ask me. Um, just ask me. <laughs> Those of you who have my number, whatever. In two weeks, I'm not sure if I'm coming. Okay? So um, I'll be cruising with my brother. He's coming to visit. Text me. I'll take you off the schedule. Good idea. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle will take me off the schedule. And then you guys can check that too. Thanks, Michelle. You guys are the sweetest here. I really appreciate you and Hawaiian Sanctuary. Really awesome. Thanks. All right, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Ahui ho.